All right, here we are right now. And today I'd like to talk about a metaphor which has come to me during my travels. So put your metaphorical thinking hat on as we go into this one. And what it is, is waves as a metaphor. And I love this. I love this metaphor. It's a metaphor for this conversation today for cultural trends, psychological trends, philosophical trends, public sphere conversational trends. Basically, the times that we're living in. And this metaphor really came alive for me. It really hit home for me when I actually went and saw the real thing. And that in and of itself is a insight that you can share. When you have a metaphor, when you want to understand a metaphor deeply, turn it literal. Literally, what is happening? What is really going on in the metaphor? Really face yourself with it and observe it. So waves, as a metaphor, is, as it is for me, as it was for me when I had these realizations, when I had this moment of insight, was waves at the beach. And I was traveling up north. I was doing a lot of driving, a lot of time alone. And I spent one night out on a pier. And it wasn't exactly a pier. It was more sort of like a it was more like a wall break, which sort of was there to have a place for the entrance of the ships into the harbour, for the boats into the harbour. And basically, I was out there one night just thinking and meditating and looking around and spending a few hours alone. And these insights just started to unfold for me as I watched the waves. And it was just crystal clear to me how waves are a perfect metaphor for what is going on in this life with these times that we are living in. So I was standing there on the edge of this wall break and it was very dark. There was some lights there, but it was mostly dark. It was windy. I was alone. There was no one around. It was quite cold. And this wall break was made of these huge pieces of cement, these huge, like, multi-ton sort of abstract-shaped things that were designed to absorb the waves as they come in. Like, a wave would crash over these things and just be sort of broken apart. And you know how powerful waves are. Waves are very strong. And from where I was standing, I could see down to the south, the nearby beach, and I could see the waves rolling in, set after set. And these sets of waves would have different heights, and they'd have different ways of crashing, and they'd be going again and again and again. And then closer to where I was standing, the waves were sort of crashing straight onto the blocks. And then a little bit further to my 
left. There were waves that were being sucked around the rocks or the wall break. It was like the, the waves were bending as they were colliding with the wall break. And then further off, farther off to my left, up to the north side, there was the water or the tide that was being sucked into the harbour. And that side was more like a river. It was more like a, a heavy sort of deep, fast flow. And because it was a bit of a canal sort of shape, because there was the wall on one side, which I was standing on, and then there was the wall on the other side of the entrance of the harbour, which might have been a couple of hundred metres wide or so. And then even further up north, there would have been another beach. And the, the tide, the strength of the tide was so powerful that you could just see the water pouring in. And I thought, wow, look at, look at all that water. Like if you, if you jumped in at that spot, you would literally just get sucked into the harbour. You could just float. Like if you just stayed afloat, you'd end up in the harbour somewhere on one of the boat ramps on one of the moorings because it was the only entrance for the harbour, right? And the tide was changing, right? So all that water has got to go somewhere. And I thought, wow, if the tide was going the other way, then there'd be no way you could swim against it. You'd end up, you'd end up out in the middle of the sea, probably, probably miles and miles offshore. And I thought, well, that's, that's why sailors go with the tide, right? You wouldn't be able to fight the current. You wouldn't be able to take the boat out, take the ship out, take the yacht out when the tide's coming in. And it would be very easy when the tide's coming out. So there I was, and I thought, now, there's all these waves, and we talk about waves in psychology and cultural trends so much, and I thought, now, what's exactly going on? And what's going on is that when you're in a wave, when you're on a wave, you have a certain perspective. You have a certain vantage point of what's going on. You have a certain explanation of all the things that are going on around you. Now, interestingly enough, you can only ride one wave at once. So if you've got a surfboard or your bodyboard or you're swimming just in the surf, you can only really catch one wave. And of course, many people aren't eloquently eloquently riding the waves. They're not catching a wave in the sense that a surfer is. In fact, many people are sort of just trying to stay afloat and they're being dunked by these waves. Now, waves are powerful. These waves that I was looking out over on this vast scenery that I was standing at were quite violent. It was quite a rough night. And I thought if you were in the midst of that, you would have this feeling of chaos. You'd have this feeling of, well, everything's working against each other. Everything's just really a mess. And it's just, it's just crazy. Now, you could say, well, there's another vantage point, which is under the water. And the answer is yes. If you go under the water and you look up, you would have a certain vantage point of how the waves are behaving and what they're doing and how they work and what's really going on. 
But I think as cultured people, or somehow we could say, for want of a better phrase, insightful people, or people of, I mean, there's no real way to say what we are in this sort of situation, but to be like, like to be of what is the right response to this knowledge, we would say that we want to have the clearest vantage point possible and to go from under the water to floating on the water is at least one step in that direction. And to go from sort of being pushed around by the waves as they come in in the different sets and sort of flapping your arms and trying to stay afloat, trying not to drown, then beyond that would be learning to float and ride the waves. Now, people do become precious about the waves that they're on. Like you can say, well, this is, this is how it works. This is how things are. And this is the equivalent of the pet belief, the pet perspective. And, of course, a pet perspective is better than almost drowning. (laughs) It's a step above having no real belief at all and no real idea of what's going on. At least you have some idea, right? And maybe that's the appeal. But really, to be attached to your wave is ludicrous because how many waves are coming in how long have those waves been crashing against that beach long before i was standing on that pier those waves were crashing on that beach in fact long before i was even born for centuries centuries for millennia those waves have been crashing on that beach and for millennia They will be crashing long after I've gone and departed this world. So to become become precious about, wow, this is really amazing. And I mean, when you do learn to catch waves, you think, wow, it's working. This is so much better than drowning. It's actually fun, right? Think of the difference between surfing successfully and drowning, right? It's, It's this huge difference. It's night and day, world of difference. And yet we can't become attached. We shouldn't become attached. We shouldn't become attached to our beliefs, to our explanations for why things are the way they are, for our cultural background, for our educational background, our education, the ideas and sort of values that are instilled in us by our education, and even by our psychology itself, by our psychological maps, our philosophical maps, our ways of thinking, our ways of understanding other people, all of this, all of this is just attachment to waves that are coming and going. And I stood there and I thought, well, now look at me. I'm up on this pier. I'm not even in the water. And I can see all this. I can see there's a vantage point from under the water, There's a vantage point from almost drowning and flapping around in the waves. And there's a vantage point from surfing the waves. 
And furthermore, I can see that there are multiple waves. And not only are there multiple waves, but there's also this giant current which goes into a completely different area. This current won't take you to the beach. It'll take you into the harbour. And depending on where you're sucked in to the currents, the waves will either take you to the beach or to crash on the break wall or into the harbour. And I think now, how would you explain that to someone? If someone was being sucked into the harbour, how would you explain, okay, first of all, don't struggle because you're just going to get tired and drown. If you just go with it, you'll be all right and you'll end up in a certain position, in a certain place. Just go with it. Trust me. Don't worry about it. Just wait and things will work out all right. How many times have we said that in other contexts? How many times have I had to remind myself of that? (laughs) But then let's say that not only did I have to say that to the person of who was being sucked into the harbour by the current, but I would have to also explain now there's also this beach on the south end which you cannot see, which is completely different and going to have a completely different experience if you would be there, which you're not there and would take you to a completely different place, a completely different worldview, a completely different experience. Now, the difference between being on a beach and being in a harbour is the difference between belief systems or perspectives of the way the world works, understandings of how the world is of where life brings you to. And I thought, well, there's no way to really explain it, is there? There's no way to actually explain to the person who is in the current about these other things. And in many ways, it's not even appropriate. It's not even necessary. I mean, the person who's stuck in a current really only needs to just relax and trust the process. Now, someone who's riding a wave has a different sort of thing to them, right? Because they can actually learn, like we could add another another degree of scale in here. We could say that there's the people who are riding their first wave and then there are the people who have ridden multiple waves. And the people that have ridden multiple waves are probably getting close to the point where they can see that there's more going on to the story than they can actually see. So if you're riding your first wave, then the advice is, well, to keep going. Try it again. Do it again. And the answer to that is, what's a different perspective? What's a different explanation to the one that you've got for whatever it is? For psychology, for meditation, for what it is you're doing with your life, for why you act the way you are, for why the relationships in your life are the way they are. And these are explanations, these are thoughts, these are all sorts of ways around the perspective that you have. 
And what is, what is a different version of all that? What is a different way into all that? And you can actually consciously sit down and rework that and say, okay, well, let's figure out something else. And that's you going back and catching a new wave. That's you actually saying, okay, I've ridden one wave for a while. I need to try a new one. And of course, you have to take my advice, right? You have to take my word for it that if you catch enough waves, eventually, somehow, you end up on that pier, right? You end up on that wall break, seeing seeing people drowning and struggling, seeing people learning to surf, seeing people getting sucked into currents, seeing people getting smashed against the break wall. And you can say, well, what makes you so sure that your perspective is right? What makes you so sure that you are on the break wall? How would you know? How do you know you're not one of these drowning souls that's actually confused and all about the place and struggling and all the rest of it? How do you distinguish that? Like if, if, like, let's say for a second, what, what if I'm actually not the person that is on the break wall? What if I'm actually one of the people that is drowning and there is someone talking to me about what to do with drowning or surfing or being stuck in a current? And of course, the answer is to assume that you are. The answer is Always to assume that you are. And there's one little trick that you can do that gets you off on all of these. It's a fail-safe method for nipping it in the bud, for contending with this problem, for contending with this issue of how do you know your perspective is right? And the trick is to listen to whatever anyone says as if it is the truth. Now, of course, beyond that, there is many different forms and things to take into account. But initially, at first, you must take anything anyone says as truth. Now, of course, it's a partial truth. It could be a deluded truth. It is also a personal truth in many cases. And integrating that information is a process which is not quite the same as, okay, now I'm going to take that as truth, now I'm going to use that as a foundation for my whole life. Not exactly. It's more like, okay, I'm going to take that as truth and I'm going to be clear about how it is affecting me, what the consequences are how I'm integrating that information, how I'm integrating that feedback, 
Now, of course, if you're open, you are integrating information. If you're closed, you're actually denying information. And that's what you need to watch out as. When you say something is not true, or something is delusional, or something is not right or not useful, that's when you're actually closed. That's when you're actually working with things that don't make an impression on you. And that's very dangerous because you could be the drowning person who has someone standing up on the pier telling you, just relax, just calm down, you'll be all right if you stop struggling. The current will take you into the harbour. Now you could say, what if, what if the current's going out? <laughs> what if I actually do need to struggle against the tides to not end up a few miles off the coast? <laughs> well, that would be a sticky situation, right? Now in that situation, we would say that only a certain specific kind of information is going to work for you. And that information is only going to come from the person that has the experience of that situation and has got out of it before and can deliver it to you in exactly the right way so as for you to be successful with getting out of that sticky situation. Now, in that situation, in that event, in that moment, that very utterance of the words, you're, you're going to want to hope that as those words land on your ears, they sound to you as a resounding truth, as a profound, incredibly powerful truth that just shatters your whole belief system and breaks you out of it and gives you the very power that you need to resolve that crisis. And let me tell you, to be in that situation, to have that ability, takes practice. Because if you're always practicing that, well, no one knows anything, so everyone is telling lies, and I can't believe a word of it, well, one day someone's going to come along and give you a very good piece of advice, and you'll say the same to them. You'll think the same to them, and it won't have any effect. You'll be closed. You'll be a lost cause. You'll drown. You'll literally be kicking and screaming. And you'll become tired and drown. So, that's... <laughs> that's a few thoughts that I had when I was standing on a break wall one night for a couple of hours. And it's really just a metaphor, but I think it I think it brings home many of the issues of the day, issues of our times. And really, ultimately, we all want to be able to stand on dry ground and just see clearly what is going on. And really, ultimately, the way there is observation, it's perception, it's just calmly 
waiting and watching and just seeing what on earth is going on. So thanks very much. I'll just remind you, please share your favorite episode with a friend. And I have online courses. If you're interested in such things, there will be some links in the description for this episode somewhere. So thanks very much. And we'll be back soon with more.